Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking for the high-level strategies and stories behind building a seven-figure product brand, then you're in the right place. On this show, we'll uncover the advanced strategies, stories, and secrets that you need to know in order to take your e-commerce brand to the next level. Are you ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million? Let's dive in. Okay. Hey y'all, welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. Y'all know me. My name is Stacey and I am super excited for y'all to be here today. So if you are new to the show, welcome, welcome. Make sure you are following. We have new episodes every Tuesday. If you are, um, if you've been with us for a while and you've been listening to the show, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode. Today, y'all, I have a fantastic episode. And I know I always say I have a fantastic episode, but let me tell you, this is the most fantastic of the most fantastic episodes that I am going to have on this podcast because I am welcoming my sales coach, the fantastic Natalie Bullen, onto the podcast today. And we are going to be talking all about sales, money mindset. And so I want you to make sure that you have gotten yourself a pin. If you need to record this episode, because gems will be dropped, <laughs> make sure you do that. But definitely make sure you grab your pins and are ready to uh, ready to talk, to, to take some notes, because all the gems are going to be dropped today. So if you really want to know how to make more money in your business, how to make more sales, how to get your messaging right, all the things. So definitely make sure you pull up a seat and tune in. So let me, let me read Natalie's bio, then I'm going to introduce her to the show. So um, Natalie Bullen is a pricing strategist and sales embodiment coach from Mobile, Alabama. As owner of Unapologetic Wealth, she teaches coaches, consultants, and experts online and expert online service providers to raise their prices, magnify their expertise, and unlock their sales genius so that they can step into the wealth they deserve. Y'all, let me tell you, just from reading the bio, let me tell you, <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. So thank you so much for coming to the show, Natalie. Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. How are you? I am so excited to be here. I'm in a great mood. Thank you for my wonderful bio. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Yes, I'm excited too. This is going to be a great, and I have questions here, but y'all, let me tell you, I, I don't even know if we're going to need these questions because every time Natalie talks, I'm always just like, yes, <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted to hear, what I needed to hear. Um, so before we get into really kind of talking about the content, tell us a little bit more about your journey from working in the bank to really becoming like the goat of sales and money mindset? I don't even know how I'm the goat of money mindset and sales. I, I, I'm still in awe, honestly. I think the thing I would tell people is just like, keep showing up. You know, I was doing free financial literacy speaking gigs for churches and colleges and schools I wasn't getting a penny I was a banker at a small branch and got promoted to be a brokerage associate I just I never had any idea that people were watching me and just by virtue of showing up every single day on social media and giving value and educating the public every single day I got a reputation of being a trustworthy source of support and guidance to where people started asking me to coach them. That's how my coaching business started. And now, you know, having been able to go full time in my business, um, I quit my job on what would have been my grandfather's 97th birthday had he not passed January 5th of 2022. And um, it's just been great ever since. I'm, I'm really blessed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I love that. And it's like, 
one of the things, one of the commonalities, I guess, for people who listen to the show and people who come on the show is there's a lot of pivot, right? Like they start someplace, realize they have an expertise or realize they have a zone of genius that they can really help people. And they pivot into making that their primary source of income. And I do, and as someone who's done that myself, like I really do believe that one of the keys to being able to monetize your brilliance and being able to um, impact people and have a big impact that you want to have is to be able to learn how to sell. Like you have to be able to learn how to sell. You have to be able to work on your money mindset. And we work together to definitely work on my money mindset, my sales skills. So tell me a little bit about when we, like what is money mindset and how is that, why is that necessarily important for entrepreneurs who maybe even already have a, a successful, what they call a successful business or what a lot of people would determine as a successful business, but they are trying to get to the next level. They're trying to level up, but something is keeping them from getting there. Why is money, why is it important for them to think about their money mindset um, as they're, as we're trying to grow? You know, money mindset is not even a term. I knew what that was in corporate. When I was an employee at a job, I, I didn't know what that meant. That was like an entrepreneurial term that kind of got thrown at me. It was strange. I'm like, I don't know what you mean by that. But it's really the collection of stories and beliefs that you hold around money, in short. And all of us have been trained to some degree around how we feel about money. And if you don't take stock of what you have and address it before you go into business, it will hinder you. For instance, if you believe that money is hard to come by, if your parents grew up telling you stuff like, I spent my hard-earned money on your such and such, and you're going to use it, you might go into entrepreneurship and work too hard. You might sell things that are difficult for you to deliver because to you work has to be hard. You might charge a very low rate for things that come easy to you because again, work has to be hard. You might take on difficult clients because work has to be hard. You might never take time off and be exhausted and burn out because work has to be hard. So if you have that core belief, it's gonna start to manifest in several areas of your business to where you hate your business or you're undercharging or you're frustrated all the time. And many of us just aren't aware of our closely held beliefs, what we truly believe about money until you go into business. So a good thing for people to do a good exercise is to figure out your money story. Like just jot down what you believed as a child, maybe when you were five about money. What did you believe when you were 10? Did you receive an allowance? Are your parents wealthy? Or are they struggling financially? Did they showcase working two, three, four jobs? Were they hustlers? Did they always make it happen? Did they carry a lot of debt? Do they think that rich people are mean or evil? You need to really sort that out and then ask yourself, do these beliefs move me towards wealth? Are they going to keep me in business? Are they going to benefit me? Or are these beliefs harmful and, and things I need to address? and go from there. That's how you get to the foundation of money mindset. It's not just affirmations and woo. I can tell you affirmation all day, but it's, if it doesn't, if you don't change your closely held core belief, you're just saying words in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, that is, that is 
so important. And I, and I, I so agree with what you said about how you don't realize how money mindset impacts you until you go into business for yourself, because I realized that as well. Like I find that, you know, for my career and things like that, I've been really, really good with money. I mean, I wouldn't say really, really good, but I was, I've been good with money. Right. And it's because I had these systems in place that, allowed me to be good with money. Like for example, like my 401k, when I when in, in corporate money automatically comes out, I don't have to see it. I don't have to touch it. I don't have to do nothing to it. It goes and it does its thing. And, you know, it just goes and starts being invested. And then that over time becomes this very large, you know, um, investment pot that I've had because the systems were in place for me in corporate to be able to just move that money over there and not have to touch it or not have to actually, you know, be intentional with what I did with that money. Um, but then when I'm, you know, out of corporate, I left corporate in 2022 and it, it was just like, okay, so now I have to establish all these systems myself. Now I have to really, even, even thinking about in like the clients that I take on, like we've had to work together to create, you know, like a sales, you know, uh, a lead, uh, forms and things like that to be able to qualify people. Um, because at that point it's like, in, in my career, I had always got clients delivered to me, like, especially been in marketing is like my clients weren't, you know, I didn't get to pick them. <laughs> um, and so you kind of just take whoever comes your way. And so when I got into business, I had to realize like, oh, no, I get to actually choose who I work with. I get to actually vet people and ask them, you know, questions to make sure that I want to work with them and not just have to take on their business. Are you a CEO with an amazing one-to-many offer who's tired of creating endless amounts of content that is not helping you hit your high revenue goals? Well, look no further than Maximize with Ads. Maximize with Ads is designed to help you exponentially increase your sales, rapidly grow your visibility, and gain your time back by leveraging the power of Facebook and Instagram ads. From developing a, a scalable Facebook ad strategy to setting up your tech to targeting the right audiences and creating irresistible ads, we've got you covered. Plus, our private support community is always available to answer your questions and provide personalized feedback. If you're ready to stop spending all your valuable CEO time creating endless amounts of content and start executing a leveraged strategy that allows you to travel the world, pay for private school, or start living the life you started your business to live in the first place, then head over to MaximizeWithAds.com to enroll. Visit MaximizeWithAds.com to learn more and get started today. All right, let's jump back into the episode. Um, And I love what you said about are the beliefs that you have about money moving you towards wealth, right? Like are those decisions and the things that you're doing moving you towards wealth or is it moving you or is it kind of keeping you where you're at or is it even, you know, detracting from what you're doing? So what are some of the um, more common money mindset traps or sales challenges that CEOs have that are keeping them from experiencing that massive growth that they're looking to have? I think that there are a few that are common. I think the first is that people won't pay for your gift. Whatever it is that you're good at, there's probably a little lingering, nagging voice in your head that's telling you nobody's going to pay a lot of money for it. And that's especially true if you didn't grow up with money or come from money, or if you are selling a service at a price point that you personally could not afford right now. And I'll meet people who will say, you know, Natalie, I, I, I can't charge $5,000 for ad management. I can't charge $10,000 for copy. But what, what they're really saying is I couldn't pay 
5,000 a month for ad management, or I couldn't pay personally 10,000 for copyright now. But your gift is not commensurate with your current socioeconomic status. You don't want to conflate those two things and go, well, I couldn't pay it, so I can't charge it. Mm-hmm. That's a really common one that that people won't pay. I think another common mindset block that really gets entrepreneurs, especially in the beginning, is charging by the hour or charging by the project or or discounting. They're doing something that doesn't encompass all of their time. The problem with hourly pricing is it commoditizes your product. And then people just say, well, I'm going to find someone who's cheaper by the hour or can you do it in fewer hours? Right. And so if you're a premium service provider, a strategist, a tactician, do you really want people trying to rush through your process to make it 30 minutes shorter so they can pay you a little less per hour? Does that hourly rate cover enough to cover your taxes and your time and your payroll tax and your owner draw and your advertising and your marketing? Probably not. It's probably just two or three X your hourly rate from corporate. So I see that a lot. And I think to myself, it's important for you to try to decommoditize whenever possible. So people are not comparing you dollar for dollar like they would two gas stations next to each other. A lot of people choose gas station based on which one is a few cents cheaper. You don't want that kind of model in your service-based business. I think lastly is that that mentality that we have to help everybody. And women are especially trained to be nurturers and helpers that we must serve everybody, that we ha- we can't turn clients away. If people can't pay our price, we have to create a product for them. We have to discount it for them. We have to stick our necks out to, to serve people. Um, it's bad. We do not have to help everybody. We actually can't. That's an ego-driven thing. If we're being honest, the truth is I'm not great fit for every business. I actually had to let a client go earlier today. Um, I'm not the best fit to coach her. And now that we both recognize that, I did the moral thing and I let her go. I let her out of her contract. She doesn't owe me any more money. And I gave her the opportunity to either stay in my group or receive a full refund. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I cannot help everybody. And if you get to the point where you realize you cannot serve this person, you let them go. Many of us have been trained. No, you have to. So whether people have the money or not, we have to keep serving them. Whether people believe in what we believe in, we have to serve them. And it's it's damaging and it puts people out of business, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, let me, those three things definitely are definitely something I could like, I definitely either have struggled with myself <laughs> or see people struggle with. So the first one was that people won't pay for it or they won't pay a lot of money for it. Second one is charging by the hour um, or by the project. And then the third one is that we have to help everybody. And I wanted to talk about the we have to help everybody because that one stuck out to me because when I think about advertising, I think about marketing, a lot of times we think that as we grow, we have to expand who we're talking to. Um, Like we have to, instead of being really dialed in and specific with our messaging, that we have to really kind of reach a massive amount of people. And I find it, especially with when people are thinking about Facebook ads, in that 
people try to create ads that talk to everybody on Facebook. But really, if you want to create compelling ads, you want to cut through the noise, you need to speak to one specific person. And I know that it seems counterintuitive, like when you're thinking like, oh, I can reach, you know, millions of people are going to see my ad. So I need to make my messaging expansive enough to, 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 to reach, you know, millions of people. But Really, that's just how you reach nobody. That's just really how you fall flat because if people, because consumers now, when we're thinking about like consumer behavior, people want to know that you are speaking directly to them. They want to know that you can solve their specific problem, no matter how specific their problem may be. Um, or they think their problems are very uncommon, but they are actually very common. Um, you know, and so it's so I love that you call that out that we don't have to help everybody. So I definitely encourage everyone who's listening to. As you're expanding and as you're growing, yes, it's important to really reach more people and to get more people at scale. But that doesn't mean that you're changing who your client avatar is or, or who your target demographic is. That means that you're really just, you know, making sure that you're getting more dialed in with your messaging and that you are creating journeys for people and messaging for people and ads for people and marketing and sales and different kind of collateral for people that really calls them um, calls them out on what they're doing and what they what they really um, what they're really struggling with, and that helps you to know that that's what they're that's what they're doing. Um, so I love that. So I love all all of those things. Um, so when we think about, because a lot of people listening to this podcast are selling high ticket, and that's one of, whether you're selling a high ticket digital product or you know a course or something, um, whether you're selling one on one services. One of the things I think that is interesting is this difference between one-to-one -one selling and one-to-many selling. So I think that a lot of times we start off when we start our businesses, we're talking to one, we're talking one-on-one -on -one to people where we're talking like, okay, I'm having one conversation with you and that is going to result in one sale. But I think as we get, as we grow and as we get bigger, we have to start to shift into talking to one to many. So what are some things that you can, that, that have come to your mind as far as like messaging? Cause we were talking about how, you know, you're a messaging queen also and how, me how messaging attracts the right leads and make sure that they're getting to your business. So what are some um, tips or some, or some advice that you have for people when they're thinking about their messaging in terms of being able to speak to people in a more one-to-many setting rather than speaking to someone in a one-on-one -on -one sales call, for example, like if you're shifting from sales calls and doing that one-on-one -on -one kind of outreach to doing more like, you know, automated selling, how, what are some, what are some advice that you have for people when it comes to their messaging? Cause that's really kind of where you're at now, where it's like, you know, you, we were talking before we started recording that you were doing yeah. a lot of like, you know, one-to-one -one selling where it's like this lead is, you know, that close was on my lead tracker. Now it's like, I just added, now you were saying you just added them in there because it closed. So like, how, how did you adapt your messaging to be able to speak to lots more people at one time, but still feeling like that messaging is very specific and targeted to them? You know what? I think it's important for us to remember that people follow the process we set out. So when I started coaching, I believed that people needed a one-on-one -on -one 30 minute sales call with me they needed personalized attention and advice and that everybody had different needs. And because I believed that, I created a sales system that required me to show up, give them one-on-one -on -one advice, have a calendar full of availability for calls. And then it dawned on me that almost all the people who got on sales calls with me closed immediately. We'd spend 10 minutes selling and 20 minutes talking. I was creating this bottleneck. I was the one telling people, you got to show up to this call and that's the only way you can work with me. 
So I think there's a mindset shift that needs to move you from people need to talk to me to people need the information on what the ROI is. Mm -hmm. And that was my shift. It moved away from when you speak with me, when we get on a call, book a call and we'll talk about to I already know what you're going through. Clients just like you have had these kinds of results in my program. Like I started speaking more to the results. I started speaking to people as though they were already looking for my service and stumbled upon my link and were ready to buy instead of talking to people that needed to be convinced or that I needed to pull onto a sales call and explain 30 minutes of something. I also got better with my copy. A lot of times we just don't give people enough information to make a, a decision and in 2023, people have been burned by charlatans. I don't care who it is online. They might not admit it to you, but they have been they have been burned by somebody. Every single one of us at this point has bought something that we wish we didn't buy because it was not delivered the way that it was promised. Mm -hmm. So if you don't give people enough information to know what they're buying, you create this sales friction. So some things that you can include might be your framework how you get results for people, your methodology, right? Hopefully you've got some intellectual protection around that so you don't have to worry about people stealing it. But my framework is now on my website. I also have started putting case studies and testimonials out there so that people have more social proof to be able to back up their decision to pay me. And lastly, I use forward-thinking progressive language. I talk about their future I talk about what things are going to look like after they've already hired me. Whereas when I was selling one-to-one -one only to a sales call, I talked mostly about what had already happened in the past you've tried, lately you've experienced. Now I talk about, you know, six months from now, this is what you could have working with me. So I think there's a more progressive feeling to my messaging. And I've also changed my sales system to where it doesn't require me so much. There's so much tech out there now. You can use video ask and you can put that on your, your sales pages instead of doing sales calls. You know, I think there's a lot of creative things you can do, but you've got to be out of the mindset that you are the catalyst and that people have to talk to you to buy. And that was my hurdle. I truly believe that everybody's situation was different and that I needed to vet people one-on-one -on -one before I could sell them anything. And that's really not the case. I'm sure you know, as someone who's run ads for hundreds of people, people are more similar than they'd like to believe. At least in business, they tend to have the same kinds of problems over and over. And you may be able to put them in a group or you may be able to run an evergreen webinar for enrollment and enroll a large number of people without having to give up so much of your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is so spot on. And one of the things that you said that really kind of um, that sticks out to me is that you said that the belief connects to the process that we create. And so it's looping that back into, if you feel like business has to be hard, if you feel like, even if you're feeling like, you know, I, I shouldn't spend money on marketing. Like there's a lot of people who feel like marketing should be free and that they don't realize that there's a certain point that you get to in your business when 
if you want to scale, you do have to start investing in um in money in your ad and in, in, in your marketing, whether that's advertising and investing in Facebook ads and stuff like that, or it's investing in having a marketing assistant to be able to do your marketing, or or have someone do have one come on and help you out with your marketing. Um, or it's investing in these tools, like you mentioned, like video ask is a great tool to definitely help with those things. And I'm putting I'm I'm working on putting on that on my site um to help with sales conversations because people do have questions about my course that I may not have think thought to put on my frequently asked questions yet because it's a new offer and I'm still, I'm trying to get it out there and trying to get it moving. So I love that you talked about how the beliefs that we hold are connected to the processes that we create. And so our clients will follow whatever process we create. And so if we create a complicated process because we believe that business has to be complicated or because we believe that making money is hard, then we're going to put things in place that actually do make it hard for us. And sometimes, you know, I find myself having to revisit things that I'm doing and just saying like, you don't have to be doing all the things like just because I know all the different, you know, how to do a lot of different um, types of marketing doesn't mean I have to do all of them. Right. Like, even though, you know, getting on, like, like one of the things I just sort of work with my, uh, my other coach on my course coach on is she was saying like, you know, you're going live and you're doing all the, you're going live and you're not really getting a whole lot of, you know, leads and sales from your life. So why are you going live? And I was like, you know what? You got that right. Like, why am I going to all the time and basing that as a core piece of my business and strategy if it's not resulting in the lead, the amount of leads and sales, for example, right. is like when I do a webinar or when I actually go on someone else's podcast and, and that kind of thing. So the process, I love, that's like, that's a gem right there. The belief, the process that we create is tied to the beliefs that we have. Absolutely. And, and it should be based in data. If I go live on Facebook, someone will book a sales call or make a purchase, period. And I'm talking within 30 minutes of the live ending. It is immediate for me. But if it didn't work and I didn't like it, then let's not do it. And a lot of us are doing stuff we just do not like because some marketer somewhere, somebody told us to do it. And for all we know, they're not making money from it. Like people will tell you to do stuff that don't work for them. People harp on me for not doing email but I'm making more without email than they're making with email. Yeah. Yeah. If they're trying to convince me to do something I don't want to do, it's like, I don't want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, your heart won't be behind it. And it'll be a very heavy lift. Doesn't matter how effective a marketing or sales strategy is. If you hate it, it will suck for everyone involved. And I'm just not willing to put myself or my team through any more additional heavy lifts. My mindset shit has been hit. Trust me. They've been through enough. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. So give us, what would you, what kind of advice would you give someone who is struggling to hit their next sales milestone, but not that they're struggling to make sales. So we're, so a lot of people on the podcast that listen to the podcast, they're not struggling to make sales, right? They're actually like, I have an offer that's established, that's making money, that's doing, you know, that's, that's maybe they're making a little under six figures. Maybe they're making that mid somewhere between under six figures to mid six figures, but they're like, I'm really trying to hit my next milestone, but I, I'm doing all the marketing strategies. I'm doing all the things, but for some reason I cannot break this next sales revenue, this next sales milestone that I'm trying to hit. What is some advice that you give people to be able to figure out what really is holding them back from that next level? If it's not just the strategies that, you know, like let's assume that they're focusing on the right strategies and not go down that rabbit hole of, are you actually doing the right thing for your business? Gotcha. Most people just don't have enough leads to make what they're trying to make happen. Mm -hmm. So if I want to make $20,000 this month and I sell a $5,000 product, but only 
20% of my clients pay in full and everybody else gets on a payment plan of $12.50 for four months, then I've got to close eight or 12 or like I'm going to close a lot of people this month to make 20,000. And I don't think most people recognize how many leads it's going to take to hit their goal. So they set this number and they set a price, but they aren't doing like the conversion math on how many leads it's going to take to make that happen. If I want to make 50,000 and I sell a $10,000 thing, then I need to get five yeses if they all pay in full. But if you know that your people don't typically pay in full, you need a lot more than five. You might need 20 leads or 30 leads or 60 leads. When I talk to people about their lead gen, their lead gen is normally poor. That's why you know I've always had an affinity towards you because you're doing something that actually pulls in leads. Mm -hmm. Ads are a very consistent, very reliable, very smart way to pull in leads. I'm team organic for now. I will be running ads in the near future. However, I know I'm happy about it because that organic life is, if you're not consistent every day, I mean, literally people DM me every day. Juneteenth, DMing me. Labor Day, DMing me. Mother's Day, DMing me. There's no break in the DMs when you're an organic salesperson. It's really not sustainable for most people like it's not real and I, I don't have kids if I had kids forget about it like I would be spending time with my children at the park I would not be tethered to this phone but you have to have enough lead opportunities to make the sales happen so I would say the most likely thing is they just don't have enough leads to make their goal happen the, the math just not mathing if they had tons of leads and still weren't converting sales I would say they either have a a vague, ambiguous offer, mm -hmm. like the offer needs to be improved or they have offer audience mismatch. I see this a lot. Mm -hmm. You want to sell a $36,000 intuitive health program and you're selling it to kindergarten teachers and they only make 42,000 a year. Yeah. Like a lot of times people have their like, I want to help this demographic of people, but then they want to sell them something that is impossible for their socioeconomic range like there's just a mismatch between the type of person who could buy the offer and the type of person that's in your audience that's available for you to sell to so it's usually one of those yeah yeah that's definitely that's definitely spot on for sure like you know lead generation is something that i think a lot of times we don't necessarily i mean it's, it's something that i think we think of but a lot of times when i'm looking at my clients they're not tracking that or they're not sure where they're all where all their leads are coming from and so i'm helping them to figure out like okay well how do we figure out where these leads are actually coming from so that we can do more of what's working because that's my whole philosophy is do more of what's working do less of what's not um, and so it's really really i think that the, those are definitely um keys and office audience mismatch I, I think that that's definitely something spot on as well because like you're saying like if you're trying to sell you know a $5000 program to people who are, you know, just who are struggling to just get by or struggling to pay their rent, right? Like that's not something that you're, that's not a battle that you're going to win because people are not going to, you know, likely pick your course over picking their rent, <laughs> um, you know, if that's, if that's what it comes down to. So you have an event coming up, you have an event called Prime to Sell. And I think that of all of the stuff that we talked about today, I think that people are going to learn so all of that plus so, 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 so much more. So can you tell us about the event? Tell us about Prime to Sell, who it's for, um, why everybody should tend, especially if they want to make a lot more money in their business than they are currently making now. I'm so excited about it. This is my inaugural live event. 
I think there's something powerful about being in the room with other people who are just as motivated to win as you are. Is just as excited about selling and making money where you can be yourself and express your desires. I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of pretending like I don't want to make a lot of money and having to have these, you know, altruistic reasons. Oh, I'm going to give it all to the church. I'm going to give it all to charity. No, I'm going to buy something nice for myself. I'm going to feed no, you. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to go to South of France. I'm going to buy a lot of stuff. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to take some time off because I want to, right? And so if you want to be around people who want who desire to have more financial success in a sustainable business that's not wearing them down, burning them out, making them gain weight, making their hair fall out, causing them to want to quit. You see all these seven-figure businesses that just up and quitting is because they didn't learn to sell in a sustainable way, meaning something that works with their energy level, their health levels, their, their alignment, their nervous system, something that is actually something they could pull off for years to come. You should be at Prime to Sell. If you are a service provider, if you are a consultant, or if you are a coach and you are at the six-figure mark and you know you deserve more, you're making five ten thousand dollars a month and you're like, this ain't it. I should be doing more than this. I'm so intelligent. I have such a good product. People should know who I am. But you don't know if you should move your prices up. You don't know if you should sell to a different client. You really want to be able to get granular on where is the disconnect between the $10,000 month I can sporadically hit and the 25K, 35K, 50K months that I know I deserve, that the charlatans all around me seem to be hitting every single month? Right. I want that, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to have sessions on prospecting, how to do that without being icky in the DMs. We're going to have a session on pricing and how moving your prices up and not down is actually what's missing in your pricing strategy to get premium clients. We're going to talk about magnetic messaging, the words, terms, phrases, and how to build your unique lexicon. So when people see your Facebook posts and your web copy, they're like, damn it, I got to buy this thing right now. Um, and lastly, we're going to have a guest session by my attorney, Nikosha, to talk through some compliance and just make sure all your legal stuff is tuned up. It's in Nashville from September 12th through the 15th. We're going to have a little welcome reception on, reception on the 12th. We're going to train the 13th and 14th, and then I'll say la vie, 15th after I feed you breakfast. Um, it's at the Kempton Hotel, which is a very beautiful, nice, luxurious hotel. I chose a hotel and not a mansion or shared living space because I'm an introvert. So if you're an introvert, you're more than welcome. If you need to recharge at night, so do I. Okay, my battery has to, to be refilled. So after you are able to get your training, get your very nice catered lunch, you're going to be able to retreat back to your room integrate, learn, rest, rejuvenate peacefully by yourself in your room and then meet us the next day. So I, I'm excited. Um, I am tricking Stacy into going one way or the other. So, you know, in subsequent episodes of this podcast, you'll be able to hear how great it was. Because if I got to come to Baltimore myself and get her... <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's going to be a great event. It's a small event. We're capping it at 14 people because I really want to be able to give people time and space for each individual. I've been to these big events. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a big conference, but you are a number at a big conference. And if you got a room of 14 people, I'm going to know every single name, every single business and be able to give you transformation in a personalized way that you just don't get at some of the bigger conferences. So really proud to be able to say how I'm making the live event happen. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it too. I'm definitely like, I, I have it already blocked off on my calendar. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, you coming. I'm just, I know. let me tell I'm you, I got to launch this month <laughs> and I'm launching in a week. So <laughs> let me, um, let me get through this course launch, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's going to be a fantastic event. And, um, Nikosha has also been, a, been on the podcast before. So y'all make sure y'all go back and listen to Nikosha's episode, um, all about like IP and protecting your sauce online, um, which is what I love that she says about, about all you, all the stuff that you do. Um, so yeah, make sure y'all definitely go check out, um, Nikosha's episode, make sure y'all check out the event. Tell us where we can get tickets for the event. Um, we'll also include it in the show notes, but let us know where we can go to get the tickets. Yes, you can go. There's a banner on my website. It's very prominent. You can't miss it. Unapologeticwealth.com. Yes, I love that. And can I tell y'all how much I love that the name of Natalie's business is Unapologetic Wealth? Because literally, like it's and like we were talking about affirmations. I'm like, I have my Natalie affirmations. I'm like, I but wealth is my birthright. <laughs> okay. Like I put that on my board whenever I'm just like, okay, I need to really focus on the money and focus on the sales. And not getting uh getting trepped up doing things like updating sales pages and doing all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> so I love that. So y'all make sure you definitely go to unapologeticwealth.com. Um, make sure you check out the show notes as well, because we'll make sure we have all of the information for the event as well as Natalie's links there. So let us know anything you want to leave us with and let us know how we can um, connect with you online if we just want to definitely stay in your awesome unapologetic orbit. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll put my Facebook page. That's where you really ought to be following me because it's a whole vibe over there. Like, I, 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 <laughs> my 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 Facebook page is is lit. It's a masterclass. It's a it's a course. It's a watering mm -hmm. hole of interesting information. It's 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 everything. Yes. Um. So follow me there. Go to my website and you can find out all about me. I won't bore you, but I'm telling you, being in proximity to a powerhouse is powerful. And Thanks. if you don't have people in your circle that's making a lot of money, you need to get your butt over to my page so you can make you some connections and stop dealing with looky-loos and get you some buyers and stop thinking about engagement and get you some stripe dings because <laughs> we are actually moving over here in Unapologetic Wealth. So I'm excited about it. Definitely, definitely. Everybody, let me tell you, you definitely want to make sure that you're following Natalie on any of these places. Definitely our Facebook page because that is where so much fun conversation happens, y'all. And I'm telling you, like I'm I've worked with Natalie and I'm still always, whenever I'm following her, still getting gems and knowledge. And you have a podcast that people can listen to. So if you are a podcast um listener, definitely want to check out Natalie's private podcast where you can get her voice in your ear for 365 days. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I kick myself because I shouldn't have called it a podcast. I should have called it daily audio coaching because then I could have charged what it was actually worth. So, you know, y'all have an opportunity up until I finish recording all the year's worth of episodes. I've got like 40 more episodes. I'm going to call it a private podcast and I'm going to charge you $150. As soon as I get that last recording though, I am rebranding <laughs> it for what it actually is. Pocket uh, coaching. Yeah. And I'm charging accordingly. Yes, it really is. It, I think, I definitely think so. Like it, it really is. Like I've listened to some of the preview episodes and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need to hear. Um, so, all right. Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on the show. It has been fantastic having you here. 
Y'all make sure that y'all go check out the show notes if you want to learn more about the event Prime to Sell. All the information will be there. Make sure you head over to um, Natalie's website and follow her online, unapologeticwealth.com and Natalie Bullen across all these internet streets. So I will see y'all in the next episode. Make sure you're following because we do have awesome, awesome episodes coming up um, down the pipeline. So again, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for listening to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I just know you got a nugget or two from that episode that will take your brand to the next level if you take action. Keyword, take action. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist to get a free resource that will help you to take action on what you learned today so that you can get on to building the brand of your dreams. And be sure to leave us a review so businesses like yours can get this gold as well. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.